You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning, and I'm stoked to welcome back on the program Andrew Dembina. Anders, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing, Andy? All right, I think I just got you back. I must have pressed the wrong button. Um, how are you doing? It's great to it's great to hear you back here in Hong Kong soil. How was your How was your UK trip? Really good, thanks. I hadn't been back for over three years, so it was mostly catching up with family and friends. My son's over there studying these days, so that was a big part of it. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. And it's and it's nice to, to have you back in Hong Kong, where everybody is all masked up still. Does it feel like it's like a, oh, a different universe here? It is. Totally, totally different. Um, in fact, it was very odd demasking um, at Heathrow Airport in London, I've got to say. That was almost a performance art piece, taking off that mask to meet my sister. Demasking. I like that. I like that. Right, so what have you got for our listeners this morning? Well, okay, Noreen Mayer, uh, good to speak to you again. And listeners, um, uh, I did actually send Noreen some pictures, which I've seen uh, you have kindly put up on Facebook. I wanted to ask the listeners if uh, if they could guess um, who some paintings were by that I that I sent Noreen. Noreen, have you sleuthed what I sent you? Have you managed to see the little signature in the corner of some of these landscapes? I yeah, I I have seen. I, I can see it. Uh, can I reveal it? Go on then. It's a bit of Bob Dylan. Yeah, BD himself. It's uh, the old, well, aging, uh, approaching eighty uh, uh, something. Uh, from America, folk pop singer who has played here many times. I do remember seeing him play live in my early days in Hong Kong at the Coliseum in uh, Hong Kong, which was pretty amazing. That was when he could still uh, sing through the kind of um, scales of his repertoire because I heard that after that, some years ago, he kept going for a really long time. And like a lot of people of 70s and 80s, you start losing the range, really. But uh, good on him for doing that. And he seems to have hung up the microphone, tambourine and guitar for paintbrushes and a painter's apron, really. Because for the last few years, and I have uh, covered with you about, uh, it was in 2019, his first exhibition, which was in America. Now he's got an exhibition which is touring the world. And at the moment, the paintings that I've sent you, which are very accomplished looking acrylics on canvas paintings which are about uh they're they're most of them in the landscape format so that means that they're wider and they are tall and um they are really out there in nature type of pictures of america there are very few urban images that he does he does mostly things like crossing the country and i sent over to noreen some pictures that he did in different seasons, which is just a coincidence that it happens to be the um, the Northern Hemisphere temperate climate places winter, because there are some snowy landscapes, but there are also some which are painted from uh, his own photos that he takes. Then he takes them home into his studio. He's got a studio at home, and he paints from his own photos. Sometimes he does sketching out in the outdoors when it's uh, possible, but he mostly works from photos, and he's working, as I said, with acrylics, which are not always as sensitive as the the images that we see. I mean, if you had a quick glance at these and you didn't know who they were by, 
Uh, would you think, Noreen, that this was that these were painted by someone who's been doing it for many years? I would. I was going to say he's uh, he's very talented. They look really quite nice, and they look um, almost. Uh, um, how should I, I, I have no words to describe them. I'm not very good at describing arts. I'll, li- I'll leave it to you. But yeah, they are, they are very good. And I would think that somebody uh, who was an experienced artist uh, drew them, painted them. Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, there's a snowy landscape, uh, something called Frozen Stream, which I didn't give you the titles of them all, but it's the one with, uh, well, a frozen stream like, uh, <laughs> going through the middle of it and some uh, some some conifer or pine trees going up a, a not very tall hillside and, it, and it's a snowy scene and there is a, a reflection of the sky we're not told by the name of the painting whether it's a sunrise or a sunset but there's a very orange amber kind of sky and it's reflected in the parts of the stream that are not completely frozen it's a very accomplished painting so I think it really is quite amazing. He's only been really showing his work since 2019 and he's been painting uh, from a couple of years before that. So these are the results of five or so years. I mean, I suppose when someone has the time to dedicate, if they want to, if they have the motivation, um, a working day's worth of time into painting for five or six years, then, yeah, you can put your mind to it and... And, and really get on with it. The the exhibition that I'm talking about is his newest one, and there are one or two um, pieces of work in there that date back to 2020, after his uh, first exhibition of 2019, and they are they can be seen at um, at the uh, um, Halcyon Gallery. I'll give you that uh, that that website in a, in, in a moment. But I just want to mention that uh, it's all landscape. There are no references to, um, to, to his music in there. And the exhibition can be, um, uh, yeah, can be seen online, but not all of the works can be seen there. It's at the Maxi Museum in Rome, which is the first European city that has shown some of his works. So it really does seem that he... Um, you know, becoming as known for his paintings, I would say, in the in the fine art world anyway, as he is for his work, which is, um, you know, uh, of, a, of a musical genre. So um, you can see these, and I'm I'm, I'm afraid I I, you, you, I don't want to draw attention to it, but uh, but I'm also having a couple of technical problems as we're speaking. Um, I live on an outlying island, and sometimes the uh, the the um, the internet is a bit patchy. I'm glad we're speaking on the landline. And I thought I'd put the name, uh, the website of the Halcyon Gallery, which is H-A-L-C-Y-O-N, um, on my document that I'm that I'm reading from. And uh, um, it's uh, I've, oh, okay. I've just got it now. Sorry for that ramble. It's H-A-L-C-Y-O-N Gallery dot com. So it's H-A-L-C-Y-O-N Halcyon gallery that's all one word dot com and listeners you can go and see these really quite magnificent works by bob dylan formerly best known for his folk rock music he probably still will be forever um moving on from that 
there is something local. I've got a couple of things local, locally happening, but the second one is a, uh, a, a double exhibition by two artists, and it doesn't start until the beginning of February, so I think I'm going to leave that for another day and talk about something which is much larger, which is happening, and it is the 51st annual Hong Kong Arts Festival, which, if you haven't heard much about it, listeners, you do need to get your... Uh, skates on in terms of booking tickets because they have been available um, for the last week, about a week now, and you can book all kinds of performance festivals that are on. And it really is exciting because for the past two to three years, we've been talking about um, what the, what the organisers of the Hong Kong Arts Festival did, which was a great thing. They made works of stage possible for for performance groups and musicians solo musicians a whole range from chinese operas they always do right across east and west type of stage performances they got these to be done either um from overseas by by video and, and you could buy tickets online and i did i did actually get a couple of these myself and they did a great great job at doing that but how exciting that this year they're going to have almost all of the performances being done live in the venue, in different venues, Cultural Centre, City yes. Hall in Hong Kong. This is really a great, great step back into people who love to see some performance art. There's drama, um, there's dance, there's a lot of cutting-edge contemporary stuff. There's also some very conventional um, classical music and theatre and opera. There, There is... The range that we have come to know and expect for more than a month of performances going on and it starts in mid-February and I want to just highlight a few of the performances that we have time for today there's so many more that I'm going to talk about but just a few that really look interesting starting at the beginning on um, the 16th sorry the 15th of February till the 19th is an interesting performance by a a group, a theatre group that is UK founded, but does have outposts in Australia, and also they uh, they do have a, a, a small outpost in our very own Hong Kong. But but it is founded, and all all the works are staged in London first before they go to Australia and sometimes Hong Kong. And it is a, a, an old Shakespeare play. I think you probably probably be able to guess it when I tell you that the name of the production is called Juliet and Romeo. Yes, they've mixed up the name a bit. What a... Whoa, hang on there. They're, 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 but, that, but that's the way that they are I talking like about that. It. Very stylized. It's like the tame... Uh, that the shrew has been tamed. <laughs> yeah, just a different way of saying, you know, thing, uh, titles of plays from Shakespeare that we might be familiar with. And um, they say that this is all about... Now, I've sent you some pictures. This is the one of uh, the two... The man and the woman who seem to be having a little bit of a disagreement um, with uh, biting each other's hands as they are head to head, pushing each other away from each other. And so the question is that, that, that uh, for Juliet and Romeo, um, what if Shakespeare's star-crossed lovers did not die on the altar of love, but they lived on to marry, have children and have ordinary lives? So this is looking at what would have happened if there hadn't been that tragedy, should you know what happened in the Shakespeare's version. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but it hasn't got a happy ending. It's one of Shakespeare's tragedies. 
people don't, uh, both of those, those in the couple don't make it to the end. But this is imagining it from a different perspective, you know, a bit like the film Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow many years, many decades ago. What would happen if something else um, had gone forward with the meeting of these two lovers rather than tragedy? So it imagines them as 40-something people um, haunted by the memory of their happy, youthful days. So Juliet and Romeo have come to discover that marriage for them is not such a happily ever after situation. It's not the tragedy of it resulting in death and so on, but it's put into the modern age where they get advice from therapists, they decide to work through their midlife crises and marital crises, and the production has got a bit of everything in it. It's part dance, it's part comedy, because it is quite a funny premise to take this as them in their forties with kids and modern life traumas. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the group who's putting it on is called Lost Dog, as I say, from London. It's on from the 15th to the 19th of February. It's one of the first performances to take the stage, and it only involves the two actors who play... Juliet and Romeo so that's one to consider sounds like a lot of fun I think um, and also uh, starting on the 15th but only on for two nights something of a very different genre and I mentioned before that there will be some of this that there always is in the Hong Kong Arts Festival it's Cantonese opera and this is a remake too it's a remake of a classic uh, Cantonese opera should you know it called The Painted Skin this is a Chinese ghost story, which talks about romance, betrayal, sacrifice and forgiveness. Sounds very Shakespearean, really, except it's, um, of course, um, sung in Cantonese. And, uh, yes, sung rather than spoken. That's Amazing. the first performance we mentioned. I've never watched Shakespeare in Cantonese before. I've been here all my life. I've always just watched it, uh, English productions. That's pretty amazing. Well, this is a, this is a remake, to clarify, of, a, of an old... Cantonese opera. Oh, it's a remake, okay. um, it, but, 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 but it's rather, I, I was just sort of saying that it's rather like the concept of the first one we talked about, Juliet and Romeo, which is also taking a Shakespearean, um, you know, an old, an old classic from that uh, ilk of, of drama. So th this, is a, this is a remake of a, of, a, of a Chinese opera, a ghost story, and it's a production with an all-star ensemble uh, from Hong Kong. And it's a story that was originally written in the 18th century. And it's one of those that is performed again and again in the Cantonese opera genre. Um, it's also about a married couple. And it's about a fickle married man who is not that faithful to his uh, wife. So there are, there's a lot of um, dalliances and traumas going on about this man not being faithful and there is a spirit that uh, seems to be uh, taking a part and is acted out as another character who is the kind of demon, I suppose, in this man's heart who encourages him to play the field, if you like, while his faithful wife uh, pleads with a, um, with a, what is described by, uh, by, the, um, by the arts festival as a lunatic of a monk, who um, who does help give her a plan to try and get her husband back on track. So this 
um, this performance was something which premiered like it's this remake in 2020, and it was um, it was it didn't really it wasn't able to perform much because of COVID and pandem- uh, pandemic restrictions here. So it's um, it's great that we're able to see it now for for two nights, 15th and 16th, and that will be performing at the Chun Mun Town Hall. I forgot to mention that the Juliet and Romeo will be performed at City Hall in Central. So that, that's where two things are going on. Both of those sound pretty interesting to me. I, I mentioned before that there will be some conventional classical music, as there always is, and um, someone who's doing two different performances, Bruce Liu, L-I-U, a Chinese-Canadian classical piano maestro who's in his 30s. And he's got, yeah, two productions, but the one I wanted to focus on is with the Hong Kong Philharmonic and uh, under the baton of conductor Wilson Ng. And both uh, Wilson Ng from, the, you know, the uh, conductor of the Hong Kong Phil and Bruce Liu, the Canadian classical uh, uh, pianist, are international award winners. They they are really very, very accomplished, although they're quite young. Um, And this will be uh, happening at the... It's a show... Sorry, I should say it's Chopin's Second Piano Concerto with also Elgar's Epic First Symphony. Those are the two things that they're going to be playing um, for... Uh, for one night of their, their, their performance uh, performances from January the 16th and 17th. So um, look out for that online as well. And the last, the last thing I really want to mention is that there will also be ballet taking to the cultural uh, theatre stage on the 16th and 17th with something which is also a bit of a mashup. It's called radio and juliet now this is taking romeo and juliet the shakespeare play into ballet but why is it radio and juliet i didn't didn't say that wrong this is what it's really called yeah um so it's called radio and juliet and the rite of spring what a mouthful that that title is but the radio element is because they are playing um while while dancing in modern choreographed ballet to some music from Radiohead because um, that is the uh, favourite band of, the, um, of one of the uh, choreographers who has put the music together for this dazzling ballet that we, are, um, that, that we are going to be seeing should we attend this with dancers from, uh, from Zurich in... Uh, Switzerland and also from the Netherlands. So that's a bit of a... There's a mash-up in both the dancers being from different countries in Europe as well as taking elements of Shakespeare that they are acting out through dance in very modern ballet. There's a lot of exciting stuff, as I mentioned. Uh, I said this was going to be the last one, but I've got time for just one more, Noreen. Yes, we have two more minutes. Yeah, also, right. Go on. Okay, so the last one is... And I love these guys. I've seen them twice at different um, arts festivals over the years. It is the King's Harmonica Quintet. Oh. Now, these guys, I sent you a photo of these guys. They're all dressed up in, uh, in tuxedos and yes. white tires. You, you can see them, right? Yeah. Right? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they are very, very accomplished harmonica players, and they have a whole range from alto, that's the high note, to baritone, 
um, harmonicas which go down. One of the guys is holding what almost looks like a, a tablet. It's so big, like a, like a computer tablet in his hand. It's not. It's the baritone harmonica, which needs to be big to get all of those bass and low sounds as, as he plays them in a very accomplished way. The photo is a lovely photo because they, it makes these guys look quite young, but they've been doing this for three decades. So I think they're, they, they're probably, some of them, um, in their late 50s to, or even in their 60s, um, but, they, but they look very well on it. And they have won music festivals in Germany and, uh, and also in uh, America, I think. Um, and they're going to be playing um, with a guest harpsichord, sorry, a, a guest harpist, Dan Yu, and, and also Nancy Liu on piano, both quite well-known classical pianists in Hong Kong. And they sometimes play non-classical music, but for the arts festival, it's going to be um, uh, a lot of, I'm not going to run through it because we haven't got time, but Mozart and Shost. Uh, Shostakovich, the Russian composer, mostly the music will be from those two composers, and they've received great acclaim for not doing the same pieces that they're doing this time, but for other pieces from those two composers in the past. And that's it from me. You can you can uh, find out more at um, the Hong Kong Arts Festival website, which I should have in front of me, but uh, sorry, I don't. So just Google Hong Kong Arts Festival; it will come up very quickly. Excellent. Well, Andrew, thank you so much uh, for your time today. And the Arts Festival uh, website is hk.artsfestival.org. Many thanks once again for your time today, Andrew. We'll speak again uh, next week. Thank you so much. Thanks, Noreen. Bye now. Bye now. Uh,